From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. A jam-packed news day begins right here, right now. Wide open forum at seven. John Zarek at eight. And we'll let you know what's happening in the nine o'clock hour when we get there. Wow. All I can say is wow. And in no particular order, because they're all important points. Let me begin with uh, President Biden invoking the Defense, Defense Production Act to increase the infant formula supply. I totally agree with this. And I think it was Peter Ducey that brought it up very early on when Jen Saki was still there. Hey, by the way, and I guess maybe it's just the difference between filling in once in a while and now having the job. And I'm sure that whatever it is, butterflies, you know, newbiness, whatever. Uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre is shaky. It's, it's kind of a kind of sort of understandable, although there's very few adverse people in the room. I mean, it's not like when you were Kelly McEnany or something like that or Sarah Huckabee Sanders, when they just viciously, just breathlessly come at you. But she's shaky. She really looks bad up there. But yet and it's it's interesting because I've commented to you. That I thought that she was more poised than Jen Psaki. But there is a difference. I'll give you a perfect example. There are people that are fantastic callers or they could be on the receiving end of an interview. That would be absolutely terrible hosting a program. Terrific on one end, horrifically bad on the other. I'm thinking that when she was filling in every once in a while, you know, and sometimes it was probably spur of the moment, even you didn't have any time to even think about it. One of the I think one of the best things that can happen when you're in a proving ground situation is not even having any night to sleep on it. Just get thrown into it. Drawing from my own life experiences The first varsity basketball game I ever did, I had absolutely no notice that I was going to be doing it. I had completed, I don't know if it was a freshman or a JV game, uh, and I do remember I was at Mainland Regional because I remember what I did in my first year as a referee, certified referee. I had done it for probably 10 years prior to being certified in city leagues and men's leagues and stuff like that. But what I wanted to do was I wanted to be great. I didn't do it just to, you know, mark time. I wanted I wanted to be really good. So what I did was I would work an early game. In those days, the, the freshman games were at four. The JV games were at like 530 and the varsity games were at seven. I think it's different now. So I'm at Mainland Regional. Doing my game, I had already picked out what I thought was the best game of the week. 
And the best game of the week, of course, would have the best crew, or at least one of the best crews, working the game. So I got done, and I drove from Mainland Regional High School. You know where that is on on, uh, New Road in, in Linwood. And I drove to Holy Spirit High School because that was going to be the best game of the night with the best crew. I get there, and one of the varsity officials didn't show. So there were people that had worked the games right before, but the varsity officials said, Harry, you got your stuff? I said, I sure do. He goes, all right, you're doing the game. And it was Pete Strop, who was one of the best officials in our board at the time. So I didn't have any time to think about it. I actually went to the game so fast, I had my referee shoes on, something I never did going forward in the future. You always bring your stuff. You're in totally different clothes. And I did go to the game in totally different clothes, but I just zipped on over and I still I took my uh, referee shirt off and I had another shirt on uh, but I had the black pants still on I had the black shoes still on the, the uh, officiating shoes sneakers and in my car was my shirt and I always had a backup shirt as well you never know the shirt can rip or whatever can happen so you, I always had extra and uh, I go get it I come in and I do the game Then the very next week, the best game was Atlantic City High School. Your boy showed up again after doing my freshman or JV game. Varsity official, same guy, didn't show up. Turns out he didn't get his schedule. And then it was Chris Sayer. Chris says, Harry, you have your stuff? I said, I sure do. And I went and did the game. I never did another. You're supposed to work three years. Freshman and JV games. This was my first year. I never did a freshman or JV game ever again. So I got lucky because if I messed up, I would have taken a lot of steps backward. But I didn't have any time. I didn't go to any of those games thinking I would be officiating the game. I just showed up. So I'm noticing in Corinne Jean-Pierre that... Uh, she doesn't have it. She's weak. Now, I, I imagine she will improve. But I, I have to say, this is surprising to me. I knew what co- would come out of her mouth I don't like. But I expected her to be much more polished and much more proficient. And she is neither. She comes off... It, it really, it, it's it's just a bad optic. She comes off, I, I don't even know what to say. It's almost like like some valley girl that doesn't even belong being there. I mean, I mean, I can't even verbalize how ill-suited she appears to be. Yet, when she filled in, she had poise, grace. She, she just seemed much different. But there is a big difference between having the job and not having the job. So just a, just a, um, a, a uh, 
sort of analysis of that optic. But the reason I bring up the press secretary and the former press secretary and this issue of invoking the Defense Production Act, I, I vividly remember watching the press conference. And I think it was Peter Ducey, but that I'm not sure of. But I know a member of the media actually brought up, why don't you basically do what President Trump did? They didn't say that. But keep in mind, whenever Biden puts back something that Trump did, it's de facto resignation that Trump was right. Now, let me go back to Jen Psaki, because I vividly remember this. She was torturing the English language. She was saying, well, it just seems that way. You could just invoke the Defense Production Act. You can't have companies that, that, that make – and she gave some example of making something else. They're not going to be able to make baby formula. But she was so thin on knowledge that there are other things beyond just asking uh, you know, a typewriter company to make bombs or a car company to make you know, tanks, whatever. There are other powers that come along with that as well as federal funding and other things. So, once again, the Biden administration is exactly wrong about something. When something is brought up that's smart, it's not their idea. They always have to reject it. But then a short while later, they come back and they do it. So, just pay attention today and see if any member of the Washington Press Corps says, excuse me, this was brought up last week. And, and this White House said it can't be done. How can it be done now? Now, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not like them. I'm in favor of this. And I remember dismissing Jen Psaki. I said, you're wrong. That What you just said is completely false. When you say it can't be done, it absolutely can be done. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you. I wrote a news piece. It's also an opinion editorial because I give my say in there and venture outside of just straight news and into opinion. But I'm confident my opinion is fact. It is correct. And you be the judge when you read it. But in a shameful act, the Atlantic City chapter of the NAACP actually took late and wrong after it's all over. They had nothing to say. I remember saying a few times, hey, Kaleem, NAACP, Atlantic City, where are you? You got me and Vince Palestina sticking up for the only African-American business left in Gardner's Basin. You're not saying anything. You're a disgrace. And now late and wrong, they come out with something. Read all about it on the app or at WPGTalkRadio.com. It's an utter disgrace. Fox News commentary. I'm Jimmy Fallon, and I'll tell you why the end of the White House Disinformation Board is addition by subtraction. Next. After 9-11, Ben Harrow couldn't wait to enlist in the Army. But in Afghanistan, Ben stepped on an IED while leading an anti-terrorism mission. 
Ben survived, but lost both of his legs above the knee, two fingers, and sustained injuries to his right forearm. Ben now lives in a smart home from the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which gave him back his independence despite his severe physical challenges. Help heroes like Ben. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. White House disinformation board is breaking up less than a month after it started. As disasters go, I'd put this at a nine on a scale of one to CNN plus. But jokes aside, this is a huge win for the American people because the people running the disinformation board were the ones spreading the disinformation. Nina Jankowitz, the lip-syncing head of the board, had famously tweeted that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation when that turned out to be a real laptop. She also tweeted that Trump was elected by Russia, which turned out to be a fake story. But Democrats want censorship because it's easier to ban your opponent's ideas than it is to actually debate them. Disinformation boards are like instant replay in the NFL. Their job is to review the plays and make a call. Except in this instance, it would be one team controlling the reviews, which would give them a huge advantage over their competition. Unfortunately for the Democrats, the public threw a challenge flag, and this interference penalty stand is called. Hit the showers, you dirtbags. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 23 minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. Something very gratifying, and I never take it for granted. I really work hard to select content that I think will be interesting and important items to many people. There's just only so much time, and I try not to waste any of it. So I think long and hard. I mean, yesterday morning, for example, I wrote an article titled New Jersey Get Ready for $10 a gallon gasoline. It could happen. Now, I'm not saying it will happen, but I'm telling you, and and what I do I check our station analytics. Uh, Margie will back me up on this. Uh, I check our station analytics so many times during the day. I can't even tell you. Because I want to see if what I'm writing is connecting. Are a lot of people reading it? This article, when I saw the results this morning at 3.15 a.m., that's usually when they update. So every day at around 3.17, I would give it a couple minutes in case it's late. Uh, And to the person who just wrote me, yes, I can say, (laughs) I can say what you wrote me. Yes. Oh, that's so good. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, I wish I could tell you about this. It's so funny. Can you say clear conflict? Oh, yes, I can. Clear conflict. I can say it. So this particular item, I was so happy with, and we're not in a position, we don't announce our station analytics, it's proprietary, but I can at least say how happy I was because that means the time I spend is worth it. I try not to write things that are stupid or that won't garner a wide readership because there's just too too little time to waste. So I wrote a piece that began with, this is not a joke. And here is what's happening right now. You just haven't experienced it yet. And I'm not saying you will, but I'm telling you in other parts of the country, one of the things that I make it a big part of my responsibility is not only checking out, I'm most concerned 
about what's happening happening locally. Then I'm I'm concerned about what's happening countywide. And then I'm concerned about what's happening sort of tri-county, if you will. And of course, I'm concerned then southern New Jersey, and then I'm concerned statewide. So it's a graduating staircase type deal. And I think I've got my priorities correct in that regard. Again, because you need to manage the the limited time that we have. uh, And so focus on things where you really believe you can make a difference. But I also make it my business for a lot of reasons. One, because I care. Two, because I love my country. And three, I guess, because I do fill in quite a bit nationally. And I've got to know what's going on. If I'm going to fill in for people like Brian Kilmeade and the rest of the Fox News Radio uh, cavalcade of stars, then I have to know what's going on. So I make it my business to follow what is happening at the national level. That's why so many times we're able to tell you in advance what's going to be happening. Now, I'm telling you, this is not to scare anyone. It's, it's just, this is just, this is just the way it is. Auburn, Washington, for example. And other areas, they're reworking their gas pumps right now in order to be able to program them for double digit pricing. Okay, they're not doing that because they don't think it's going to happen. Forever, nine point nine nine point nine. No problem. Ten dollars. Big problem. Because they don't they don't work. For a ten dollar and beyond, but they're programming their pumps to be able to do that. the The reason that we could see something as absolutely astronomical is because there is now supply shortage. It's one thing when the price at the pump became painful and it just keeps going up, 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 up. But the supply was not an issue. There are parts of the country right now where supply is a huge issue. And by the way, I remind you that January of 2021, we were basically at $2 a gallon. And there were some states that were under $2 a gallon. And as of this morning when I drove by, and unfortunately, for reasons I'm not going to get into, I didn't get to do some of the things I intended to do yesterday because I needed to be where I needed to be. And I didn't get to fill up. And now I'm a little bit over a quarter of a tank still. I checked it this morning. Can you believe we're even talking like this? This is like sick. And the price at the pump is now, for me, point nine. And a regular gallon is four seventy-five. It was four fifty-five a day or so ago, and five eighteen. It's now four seventy-five and five thirty-five. And there are some areas because I've had listeners. This piece really struck a chord. If I could tell you the number of people that read it, it is many, 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 many people. Many thousands. And we're not talking four digits. Thousands. And that's just local. We have analytics that show nationwide. That's just local. This 
struck a chord. Because this is something that's relatable and everybody's dealing with it. And there are really smart people that think that we are right around the corner looking at $10 and beyond a gallon. And what's happening in this report that we did yesterday, tri-city regions of Kennewick, Pasco, and West Richland, they are driving up to gas stations and to gas pumps to find no gas available for purchase. That hasn't happened in this country since the 1970s. There's a Facebook group that has been established they they have found multiple locations around the country where they're currently out of gasoline. So it's not a hypothetical. It's actually already happening in our country. We're, we're on our way to $6. It could even get worse. And on top of that, if the price is out of sight... But you can't get it. If you're a baby boomer and beyond, you remember what that was like. Odd and even days. Imagine when we think about how effortless a year and a half ago. You could get anything you wanted. You could get anything you wanted delivered in one day, two days tops. If you wanted gasoline, you went and got it. And it was $2 a gallon, two forty at the most. I mean, this is unbelievable. I had somebody send me a a screen capture. I guess they figured I wouldn't believe it otherwise. It was $285 to fill their vehicle. $285. It's like a car payment for one tank of gas. If you think the prices are high, where do you get a load of the new fuel surcharges that you're going to see in walks of life, ways you never imagined before. It's early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. 32 minutes past the hour. Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow on our Talk Radio, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. It, it is true. I can't believe it. Wash their mouth out with soap, Kaleem. The Atlantic City NAACP has actually taken a public position adverse to fish heads. Late, wrong, didn't even help when it was going on and takes a position against them. Criminal complaints have been filed against the Atlantic City mayor and others. And the former Atlantic County prosecutor unloads. From the Townsport, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. A wet start to your Thursday, but we will get a dry, sunny finish. The overnight rain already starting to dial back a bit. I'm thinking by 10 or 11 o'clock, our weather will dry out completely. Clouds will gradually give way to sunshine this afternoon. Pleasant high temperature around 76. Tonight, clear and comfortable, low of 60. And warming up tomorrow, partly sunny, inland high 82, only 60s at the beaches. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Finding great candidates to hire can be like WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's talk station. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. 
Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. 38 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. You're tuned in to WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station. I come bearing great news. Good riddance to the Ministry of Truth and Nina Jankowitz. Goodbye, good riddance, you fraud. This was so outrageous. They bring someone into our lives completely biased, ridiculously so, and they're coming up with their Soviet-style star chamber, their, their ministry of propaganda, the Goebbels of this uh, generation. And here's another thing about this administration that just absolutely just stinks. They never take it on the chin. I tell you all the time. When I mess up, boy, that was dumb. You know, I won't try to try not to do that again. That was just that wasn't smart. They never admit they're wrong about everything. Don't they understand? Do they need Harry Hurley life coach? I mean, I'm 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 available. I'm available at any time. Marty Small should call me and I would tell him, stop saying it's a great day in, in Atlantic City. Can you say great day? No, everybody knows that's a joke. What what happens when you're the last person? To figure out that you're a joke. I don't I don't know. I don't know about that. But there's something unkind about that. Cruel even. But just come out and say this was a really stupid idea. We found out quickly that the American people didn't like it. And we're not going to be doing that. Instead, they come out and say we're pausing the, the misinformation campaign, we're going to study it. Then they say whatever it is, 90 days, we have uh, some committee of fools and they're going to study it for 90 days. You, you, you understand that's done. They're just dishonest and they won't say it. They say it's paused. Think about it. They never, ever admit it's always somebody else's to blame, no matter how absurd, no matter how much of a stretch it is, it's always someone else rather than taking ownership. And people don't like that. People want you to accept responsibility. They just can't do it. This was a very bad pick. It was a very bad idea to begin with. Nina Jankowitz, totally inappropriate for the position, clearly, openly biased, documented, biased. And they named her executive director of the Department of Homeland Security's Disinformation Governance Board. Come on. So then she gets to, they get to say, oh, we didn't fire her. She could have stayed and done what? What are you talking about? Quote, with the board's work paused and its future uncertain, I've decided to leave DHS to return to my work in the public sphere, Jankowitz said. Goodbye. Good riddance. Alejandro Mayorkas, jackass. This one, a joke. After the final break, which we're going to go to in just a moment, I'm going to give you the latest count. It's even closer than it was when we were together yesterday morning. Mehmet Oz and David McCormick 
And I'll give you, we were one of the few people to report this, the unscanned mail-in ballots because of the vendor that didn't do them properly. About two-thirds of these particular mail-in ballots could not be scanned. So they have to be tabulated. I think it's somewhere near 96% of the vote is in when you count these ones that they haven't counted, other mail-ins that are still coming in. And I'll give you the exact numbers as I know them in just a few minutes. It's 43 minutes past the hour. Respectfully yours. I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. For complete contest rules, visit WPGTalkRadio.com. We are at 48 minutes past the hour. Open forum coming up in about 15 minutes. Okay, so here is where the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Republican primary for the United States Senate stands As you wake up this morning, we have a difference between first and second place of 1,241 votes. It was 2,572 votes yesterday morning. The lead is so fractional Oz is at 31.17. McCormick is at 31.07. Almost Blutarski-like. Dean Wormer and you, Mr. Blutarski, the lowest grade point average in Faber history. 0.0. And then Belushi was given thumbs up. He was happy. He's very proud of himself. This is almost Blutarski-like. 0.1. Second lowest in Faber history. Kathy Barnett, 24.63. Very respectable. She came out of nowhere. I, I sense she hurt Oz more than McCormick, but I can't I can't prove it. Just it's just a hunch. But you're talking about one million three hundred and thirty seven thousand three hundred votes have been counted, and the difference is zero point one percent. Anything zero point five and less is an automatic recount. So unless somehow the mail-in ballots disproportionately, and they could. McCormick is very confident he's going to win because they have overperformed versus Oz in terms of mail-in ballots. Lancaster County, two-thirds of 21,000 mail-in ballots have not been scanned due to a printing error. So look at that right there. That, that could be your election right there. Those ballots were cast. They'll figure it out. And somebody will have won Lancaster. 
I will tell you what I miss, and I, I mentioned this a few times during the year. Probably should mention it even more. I miss the days of we would know all the winners, no matter what it was, even president. We would know it that night. How sick and tired are you of hearing it could be days, it could be weeks before we know? That has been parroted like an echo chamber every news outlet around the country. Why can't we just count the damn votes? Why doesn't somebody honestly just say, hey, Governor Ron DeSantis, can I sit down with you and and bring the Secretary of State and anybody else you want to bring? And can we talk about how you know out of millions and millions, many more than Pennsylvania, I'll look it up, but I, I think at least, at least double, if not more than that. They counted millions of ballots. First of all, if you're going to have all this early voting, count the damn votes. Count the votes so they're ready to be automatically put into the totals on the night of the election. The media held back because they're corrupt, but Florida should have been called when the polls closed. But they did too close to call and they hung it out there all night. And Trump went on to like a five or more point win. Not close, especially not close by today's 50-50 nation that we live in. But we don't know anymore. Remember, even locally, oh, it's not over days and weeks. But for 250 years, it was over the same day. Just can't do it now. So if you're going to have early voting, it should end. This thing, you got two weeks for ballots to still come in and crazy stuff like that. No. Get them in. I kind of get that if something is postmarked on Election Day, it should count. But that means that should be there in one, two or three days, maybe tops. Miranda Devine has an outstanding piece in the New York Post. One, I have to say, one of my favorite guests, I, when I'm doing these shows nationally, filling in for Fox News Radio, I, I get asked, which guests do I want? Miranda Devine is always someone that I want to interview. She's absolutely fantastic. In, in many respects, she's owned the whole Hunter Biden laptop and the Hunter Biden issue. The, the article is titled Justice Coming for the Dirty 51 Hunter Biden Laptop Liars. Love the headline. Uh, New York Post actually, I think, is the best in the history of the business with the headlines. They're, they're fantastic. They're sometimes snarky. They're funny. They're appropriately uh, over the top. Remember, 51 people. In order to affect the result of the presidential election, signed a letter, dishonestly signed a letter saying that anything about Hunter Biden is Russian disinformation. It's really disgraceful because they use their positions as CIA directors and all these lofty alleged people 
the letter was titled Public Statement on the Hunter Biden Emails. And it was signed by people like John Brennan, Leon Panetta, Mike Hayden, Michael Morell, James Clapper, and people like that. 51 of them. William Barr said, quote, their lie probably affected the outcome of the presidential, the 2020 presidential race. Barr described the letter as, quote, partisan hackery, quote, baseless. And a bunch of, quote, retired intelligence officials who had lost their professional bearings, end quote. And do you know, to this day, not one of them has apologized or retracted their lie. The New York Post contacted all of them in March after the New York Times finally, belatedly acknowledged that all of it was true, that the laptop was real, the emails were real, they were not Russian disinformation. And not only did they not fess up and apologize for what they did? People like Clapper, they actually doubled down. How about that? One former CIA official who signed the letter, his name is John Cipher, but that's with an S, not with a C. He boasted, quote, that he took, quote, special pride in personally swinging the election away from Trump. Quote, I lost the election for Trump. Well, then I feel pretty good about my influence. Now, what's amazing, that is the level of hubris. I mean, just utter arrogance these deep, deep staters have uh, where they have no conscience. And think about the power that they had and the dishonesty of these people. What a nightmare to think about these people in positions like that. You, you really, you, you can't ever let this go until this group, this group has to, uh, they, they should have penned a letter and said, we're sorry. We know what we did was wrong. Even if they want to say we thought we were right, I don't believe that. I believe they knew that what they were doing was wrong and they did it anyhow. Because after all, the ends justify the means. So if you get a chance, it's uh, a very significant, it's 15 pages to print it. If President George W. Bush was not um, in great favor with the Democrat media, they would be crushing him today. He All he did, he just misspoke. He, everybody does it. And if you're in with the, you know, with the group, with the with the team, they let you alone. President Bush, instead of saying Ukraine, he called the invasion of Iraq unjustified. Now, you know, when the media used to call President George W. Bush Hitler. Don't forget that they love him now because he's anti-Trump. But they hated him then. So he just it just it's nothing that I would ever, ever hit somebody too hard about. He obviously misspoke. He attributed it. He tried to. He, he did. He deflected it with humor and he, he attributed it to age. But he meant Ukraine and he 
inadvertently. You can imagine why. Uh, obviously, it was a big Iraq was a big part of his presidency when he went from the education president to wartime footing and became a wartime president. So he corrected it immediately. And the media is barely reporting it. Now, if they if it, if it's Trump or if it's Bush back in the day, they would hold him to it that he has admitted that his you know, war in Iraq was unjustified. They would not let him breathe. And you know, I speak the truth on that. All right, the phone lines are clear. It's wide open forum, so that's not good. Call me now. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Open for From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Yippee. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much for waking up early in the morning. As promised, your phone calls all this hour long, 609 4 Zero seven fourteen fifty. Let's give a rousing round of applause. Let's give a hand for Tom Hand. Thank you very much, Harry. That that was pretty funny. Uh, I just want to call briefly. I totally agree with what you said about um, we should be calling up Ron DeSantis in Florida. Um, you know, find out whatever the bills are in Florida. And just take it, you know, with white out and cross out Florida and write New Jersey, I mean, write Pennsylvania, write all the states in there. There's no reason. I mean, this is going back to almost the turn of the last century where, you know, by horse and carriage, you had to pick up the boats. Yeah, somebody yells with some megaphone, hey, Lincoln won. Lincoln, yes. Yeah, the guy in the, the, the stove top hat, yes. I mean, they find out four months later. It's It's an embarrassment. I mean, with the more technology we have, the longer it takes. It's, it's ridiculous. Right. I remember when um, in in the uh, mid '80s, when I was the director of the Intoxicated Drivers uh, Resource Center, and everybody was talking about there was a a survey that New Jersey auto insurance at that time was like the second worst in the state with the um, the crazy surcharges that had changed and everything. And I said that I was at a state meeting. I said, uh, "Why don't we take the the three best states?" You know, make a copy of their insurance laws and just use whiteout and write New Jersey in it. I mean, it's crazy that states refuse to look at or communicate with other states that are doing a good job there because our our legislators have this idiosyncrasy that that, that they have to come up with it and reinvent the the wheel and they usually screw it up. So I mean, it, it is an embarrassment that we won't know. And, and Tom, let me give you an example. I was looking it up during our call. 11, let's see, 11.1 million Florida voters voted in the 2020 general election. By the way, 77% turnout. That's pretty amazing. 14.4 million registered voters, 11.1 million actually voted. And we knew they lied. They kept it till like 10 or 11. I think it was like 11 o'clock. But they could have called it at eight o'clock. They had the votes counted by probably nine o'clock at night on election day, maybe 10. 
that's 11 million. That's why I made the comment I did, and I appreciate you um, uh, that that you you understood what I was saying. That how do they do it? Uh, and then we have all we we have Pennsylvania. It's it's like 1.5 million votes. Here was 11.1 million, and we knew Trump won uh, that night. Here, look, I know it's close, and I I have no problem if it's five one one half of one percent or less that it has to go to a recount and all that but we should know already um, i agree i mean there there is there is no reason you know and then some other states are even longer than that i don't know what the what the rationale is is to 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 draw this out there there is no there is no reason why well i'll tell you what the rationale is control when you know how many votes you need to swing an election, you then work to get the votes you need. That's the whole reason, Tom. Why do you think every time we cover these elections, the very um, largely Democratic areas don't turn their votes in early? They wait. Well, I, I would think it was just the opposite. If you had the votes in and, and you were counting the um the the absentee or the write in votes there that whatever you know whatever party was um behind would would work even harder to get well you're, you see you're thinking too honestly they're thinking about holding back because they want it's like hey how many need we're chicago hi how many do you need let us know they hold back it's on purpose tom trust me well yeah i do believe it is it's just um, it's an embarrassment. Yeah. I mean, as a as, I, as a little kid, I was yes, I was in junior high. You know when when um, Kennedy versus Nixon, and my my parents were real big Nixon supporters there. But I mean that night, you know, before uh, so I was in, I guess I went to bed at ten o'clock, whatever it is. There were a couple states that were in um, Illinois was one of them, obviously. But you you knew except for maybe two or three states what the story was there i mean and that was without that's when you had to hand count everything so it really is disgusting yep and i just want to um agree with you that you're you're right spot on as as normally thank you tom have a great day my friend 12 minutes past the hour 609-407-1451 open phone line welcome to hurley in the morning you're on the air good morning how are you how are you very well john Always a pleasure to listen to you, sir. Thank you. And you're, uh, Thank you. You're also your your uh, knowledgeable uh, followers there, listeners. Um, I heard after the break three words that I enjoyed, and it said Biden was leaving the country. And I thought that would be five, but who's thing. counting? <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just. I'm <laughs> it's early. I know. So then I thought. Then I thought. Is he taking his son? You know. No, Hunter. Hunter. <laughs> that is hilarious. No, John. Hunter won't be going. But I'll tell you what. I wrote myself a note right here on my little notepad. Please pack backup teleprompters. And I'm not kidding when I say that because this guy can get us in a lot of trouble. Please, no Ron Burgundy moments. We cannot have Veronica Corningstone reprogram the teleprompter with something that would be dangerous. Uh, I want extra teleprompters packed because this guy is is a scary situation at this point. When I think of what what we have in that office now, 
you know, I, I'm going to give you a little, you know, a little thinking of mine. I think Hillary's daughter is going to be the next one that gets in under Hillary, that tries to run. I mean, because it seems like no matter what the heck they do, they run for office. Yeah, I, th- I think there has been, uh, I don't think, I know, there has been a lot of chatter about Hillary running at some point, either for a House seat or a Senate seat. I, I would think that we will we will see that in the next five, I was going to say 10, but probably sooner than 10 years, next four to six years. She'll be running for something. Well, I, I got to tell you, I had to laugh, you know, out loud when I heard Fox News broadcast that. And uh, I just wanted to share share that with you. I'm almost at work. And uh, okay. thank you so much. Thank right. you, John. Enjoy you all day long. Thank you. Have, have a great day. It's approaching 15 minutes past the hour. More of your phone calls right after the break. We have an open phone line at 609-407-1450. I'm Hurley in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All because of you, South Jersey's number one talk station. Always remember, though, I hope your readers on the app or on the website, whichever you prefer to navigate. I talk to people all the time that some people just like on their digital device to type in the WPGTalkRadio.com and and then there is the site and you can read all of the content. I mean, we just yesterday I put up four major stories, including criminal complaints filed against marty small and a slew of other people in atlantic city public figures nobody else is reporting on that we've got the story nobody else has reported on the letter that damon tyner sent to the press of atlantic city unloading on them nobody has reported on that other than us and we have the story on the app or on the website and we report on a bunch more stuff including the potential i hate to say it the potential for $10 a gallon in the not-too-distant future and supply shortages. And I guess then you'll just wish it was 5 or $6 again. Oh, my God, I just wish can, – can, not 10 anymore, please. Can, can you go back to the more reasonable 5 or $6? I'm telling you, it's, this is a racket. They're running a racket on us. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. A Department of Homeland Security memo from five days ago uh, is detailing that if Roe v. Wade is overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court, the Biden administration is bracing for nationwide a nationwide wave of violence. I would argue part of it is because of the lies being told to people. They've allowed the doxing and the addresses and the protesting in front of a Supreme Court Justice's Holmes. If you don't see the danger in that, uh, it's a little shocking. They're telling Americans something that is just not true, that abortion will be outlawed. I mean, you have uh, Chuck Schumer out there saying, if, if you elect, elect MAGA people, abortion is going to be a nationwide ban and the doctors and women are going to be arrested. No, they're not. Check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today, right here.
Are you a real estate investor looking to refinance one or more of your properties? Most lenders only work with cookie cutter W-2 borrowers. At Cash Call Mortgage, we have loans designed specifically for investment properties. We qualify customers based on the cash flow from the investment property. Borrowers can get up to two and a half million dollars. That's right, two and a half million dollars. No tax returns or employment verification needed for our investment property loans and absolutely no lender or broker fees. If you're a real estate investor looking to refinance a mortgage on one or more of your investment properties, give Cash Call Mortgage a try. To see if you qualify, visit CashCallMortgage.com or call now, 800-940-0226. That's 800-940-0226. 800-940-0226. Cash Call Mortgage is a DBA of Impact Mortgage Corp. NMLS ID 128231. Not all applicants will qualify. Equal housing lender. Licensed by California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation. Residential Mortgage Lending Act License Number 4131083. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. Or visit CashCallMortgage.com. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me today at 3, but now back to Hurley in the Morning, right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's Talk Station. Thank you. 22 minutes past the hour, wide open forum until the top of the hour, 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open. John Zarek will be next. I have a sneaky suspicion that he'll have a bunch to say about his time spent in Poland, it, it, I believe it wound up being at least twice as long as he thought it might be. Uh, so I think we didn't talk, but I think maybe he'll talk a bit about that. I hope he does. 609-407-1450, open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. How are you? Very well. Thank you for asking. So, uh, you know, I want to toss this out to you and your listeners uh, and see what they think. Uh, we remember when Bill Maher said that uh, it would be worth uh, crashing the economy, recession. I know people would suffer, but it would be worth it if it meant we could get rid of Trump. And I wonder how many people would be willing to maybe not have as fun a summer, not be able to do the things they wanted to do as much, if they'd be willing to pay the $10 a gallon of gas, you know, for a while and just really tighten their belts and, and do without for a while if it meant that we got rid of these Democrats and their agenda once and for all. You know, this this disinformation uh, governance board lasted less time than CNN Plus, which is quite a feat. Um, and, you know, the word uh, disinformation, I think, will not even be mentioned for a couple of months. They will not even refer to this board. It will be like they never proposed it. They just won't talk about it. It'll become like Afghanistan or anything else when they blow it. They just don't talk about it. They pretend it doesn't exist. But I wonder how many people really would be willing to go through the pain if it meant coming through on the other side into the light. I just wonder. Well, I I, uh, I appreciate the question or the, the topic, and I believe that most people would endure some pain for the result. I know I would. I wouldn't like it, but the damage that this group can do to our country long term is so significant that it would be worth it, Andy. I, I agree with you, Harry. And, and I got to tell you, uh, there's another topic here, but yesterday, uh, a couple of days ago, when Nancy Pelosi got up at the podium 
and talked about when it comes to babies, time is of the essence. And she's talking about indicting companies that make baby formula. This is a woman who has advocated for the murder of babies for three decades that she's been in, in, in Congress. And now she's feigning concern for babies because they don't have the formula. I, 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 was, I was just, <laughs> I, I was whipsawed hmm. by, by, by hearing this from her. Well, is there anything they can say or do that after you process it for about, I don't know, 10 seconds, it used to be you could just discount something. You'd say, oh, my God, somebody's joking, pulling your leg. You couldn't even even think that anything like whatever it would be could be happening. Now, there's no no shockers anymore. No matter what they say, no matter what they do, that Biden and Schumer and the whole gang are running a campaign right now that that uh, Republicans are white supremacists and that a a white supremacist young man is a, quote, regular uh, Republican they're they're sick and they there are no boundaries anymore their indecency is is just disgraceful and i got, i got another one for you harry yeah so nancy pelosi was so afraid of entering the capitol building after january 6th that she had a wall a fence erected around the capitol which stood for months she was afraid to enter the Capitol building, but she thought, so she thought going to war torn Ukraine was a safer place. She and, she and Adam Schiff, they were afraid for their lives of Americans unarmed waving flags or dressed in a, in a shaman hat, but they would go to war torn Ukraine and not flinch. They're perfectly safe. And then she was not concerned at all during the summer of love when the country was on fire. Uh, no, not at all. Well, we, we, we call that, I call that now the summer of George. And the, and the Seinfeld reference is noted. But you know what I'm talking about. Yes. The summer of George. Okay. And now we're going to have the summer of rage. And did you hear that these, these activists are saying that they will be ungovernable? Yeah. These people, they will be ungovernable. And, and and let's be real about this. Who is unleashing them, Andy? Of course, the Democrats. Yep. The Democrats. And and breaking federal laws in the process, showing up at, at the homes of these judges. You know, parents were dragged bodily out of school board meetings for raising their voices and called domestic terrorists and investigated by the FBI, but these people who are breaking federal laws on camera for, for the whole world to see, nothing is done. And I, I got one more for you, Harry. The woman yesterday who was asked, can men have get pregnant and have abortions? And she didn't even flinch. She said, yes. She testified before Congress, a grown woman, an adult, sat before Congress and testified that men can get pregnant and have abortions. And, and you know, this quote from Nancy Pelosi when, Roe v, when the Roe v. Wade uh, story was leaked, and Nancy Pelosi talked about how, you know, the, the, the timing of this, uh, just as we were approaching Mother's Day, 
that it was a slap in the face to women, you know, the, 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 the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Isn't it a slap in the face to women when men decide they want to play on women's sports teams and pretend that they're women? That's not a slap in the face to women. Well, remember, they had to flip their entire script back to woman because they had completely changed the English language to birthing person. Well, yeah. Then they had to very, very quickly flip it back to a woman's right to choose. Well, well, wait, what happened to birthing person? Where'd that go? Well, you know, Harry, I, I, I may have said this the other day. I love the timing of all of this with this Roe v. Wade story because we have reams of footage now of people standing on the steps of the Supreme Court saying, get your hands off my body, stay out of my body. So when they try to pull another uh, uh, COVID variant in the fall, that's what I'm going to say. Stay out of my body. Well, yeah, they're, they're certainly not consistent about anything. Andy, thank you and have a wonderful day. It's 30 minutes past the hour when we come back. In the order that you called, you'll be next, and you'll be right after that. We do have a few open phone lines right now at 609-407-1450 and plenty of time to take your calls. John Zarek at 8, 9 o'clock hour. Well, we're going to keep that a mystery, but it's going to be here before we know it. I am early in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, all because of you, South Jersey's number one talk station. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it's Harry Hurley. A few clicks before 31 minutes past the hour. Three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. The Atlantic City NAACP. I think they're making history, actually. I can't find anywhere else that this has happened. They've taken a public position adverse to fish heads. An African-American-owned business. It's remarkable. Criminal complaints have been filed against the Atlantic City mayor and a host of others. And the former Atlanta County prosecutor, Damon Tyner, unloads on the press of Atlantic. From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. Starting to feel the effects of a warm front today. First of all, the quarter to half inch of rain that fell overnight. And now a significant increase in temperatures and humidity over the coming days. We'll clear to sunshine this afternoon. Pretty nice. High temperatures, 76 degrees. Clear and comfy tonight, low of 60. Tomorrow, partly sunny and warming up. Inland high 82, only 60s at the beaches. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. This is Hurley in the Morning. Ah, Harry Hurley. That is a great name. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and WPGTalkRadio.com. Thank you, Michael. And back to your calls in 60 seconds. It's Harry Hurley. You know the saying, April showers bring May flowers. But what do May flowers bring? Allergies. And you know I know about them. So it's a great time to contact my friends at Ambient Comfort. Ask them about their indoor air quality solutions, including air purifiers and air filtration systems. These systems from Ambient Comfort provide so many benefits for your family. They can disinfect and continuously clean your air, eliminating biological contaminants, including viruses, mold spores, and bacteria. Whether you're dealing with allergies, asthma, or just want to cut down on the dust in your air, 
Ambient Comfort will audit your home to determine the best air quality solution. Then install and maintain the system that makes sense for your home. If you're a bit of a germaphobe, this is for you. When comfort matters, choose Ambient Comfort. Visit AmbientComfortNJ.com. That's AmbientComfortNJ.com. Or call 609-568-0955. That's 609-568-0955. And tell them Harry Hurley sent you. Back to your call, 609-407-1450. You heard the ding. Sorry about that. Uh, And someone just texted, middle of nowhere, heading to State College, Pennsylvania, four ninety seven a gallon now text i know you're listening text me back is that for regular and did you happen to check the middle blend and the super premium or whatever they all have different names super premium super premium i think mine is called uh i get golf it's called premium and it is 535.9 mr mayor driving to nowhere do you have you seen five thirty five point nine? Can someone say great day? Someone say great day. Six oh nine four zero seven fourteen fifty and open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, yesterday I drove down to Linwood to go to that Bell Bottom Battery place. And uh, I thought I knew where your station was, but I couldn't find either. Can you give me the address for? Well, yeah, you oh. see, so you if you were in Linwood, you went to the wrong place. Uh, Broadcast Center is nine fifty Tilton Road in Northfield. So the easiest way to, I guess, say, um, let me find a landmark. If you were on Route Nine. If you were on rather Tilton Road and you were passing the McDonald's on your left, right at the corner of Route 9 and Tilton Road, you would just keep going a little bit. There's a um, uh, a nail salon that's in the front. Many, many years ago, it was Sir Speedy, the printer, and they moved to bigger facilities and so on. But uh, we're right behind that. And then right after us is batteries plus bulbs. So you were in Linwood. You needed to be in Northfield. Okay, and I was also on New Road. Well, yeah, New Road wouldn't wouldn't be good. You'd be close, but you want to get on Tilton Road, and there's a red big sign that will say, I think it says Broadcast Center, uh, and it will say 950 Tilton Road, a red sign. The nail shop will be there. Literally, if you pulled in there, you could get to where you're going or just go one more strip mall further. And that's it. It's right there. If you've ever been to Capri Pizza, my friend Rocco, uh, he's uh, Batteries Plus Bulbs. Roy's company is right in that area. It'll be easy to find now. Okay. Okay. Thanks very much. You're welcome. Thank you for calling. You got it. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. How are you doing today on oh, this rainy day? Very well, and I don't mind the rain today. It's good for uh, it's good for my allergy condition. Yeah, me too. So you know, it, it's gotten to the point now. You know, you look at Wawa. I don't know if you noticed today uh, some of the Wawas, if not maybe all of them in our area. Now it is four dollars and seventy five cents. Yes. 
I, I actually had someone uh, text me uh, the gas station uh, prices. My, I don't even know what's going on because Wawa used to be a little bit cheaper. My corner gas station uh, is four dollars and seventy five cents, and then the premium is five thirty five. And of course, everyone always leaves out point nine, so it's always a penny more uh, than than it looks like on the sign. This is uh, it's incredible to see. It's surreal. It, it is surreal. But if you look at the diesel, also. You're paying over six dollars a gallon for the diesel. Yes, yeah, diesel. It, it's it's kind of crazy because I don't know what the deal is that diesel is so much more expensive than even the premium blend. Diesel and the regular gallon of gasoline for pretty much, you know, all of eternity has been around the same price. But you're you're absolutely right, and in some areas, uh, it's well over seven dollars and beyond. It's 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 becoming a crisis of dramatic proportion locally and in our country. I mean, a very good friend of mine filled up yesterday or the day before. I forget which one hundred and twenty four dollars. Another friend that uses diesel, bigger, bigger uh, tank, fuel tank. And I believe it was diesel filled up, sent me a picture of the receipt and of the um the actual pump, $278. It is getting to the point on that, but, but where, what it's going, and, and the reason why I'm calling, walk into ShopRite, and the prices are going up every other week yeah. on products. Well, everything is having, uh, if you go to the fine print, everything is having a... They call it a temporary or some word that sort of means for now uh, fuel assessment uh, premium. I mean, I saw it when we were in Florida, even with some of the things. It, it's just uh, they have to pass it on. They cannot eat these costs. It's so expensive. Uh, this is I, I'm convinced they're saying six thousand a year for the typical person. It's it's double that at least. I went through a list. Actually, if, if this is Michael that I'm talking to, I because um, I know your voice, I wrote an article in the last several days or within the past week tops where I listed about 15 different staples that everybody has to get. Everybody will continue to get. And they are up anywhere from 50 percent to the, the best deal is like 15, 20 percent up. Everything is up crazy high. Uh, it's 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 going to debilitate. The country. I mean, people are not going to be able to keep up with this. I, I agree. So the, I just had one question. Yeah. And I'll let you go to get another caller. Where do you think we're going to be at in September? Because you always look at three, four months, you know, from now to where we're going to be at. All right. So, I'm going to I'm going to make you not happy. Here's my prediction. On top of the high prices and no issue with supply chain. We are going to experience gasoline shortages. We're not going to have enough. It's our, Nobody's paying attention to it, but I am. I can tell you multiple places in this country right now where people have pulled up to the gas station and they have no gas. So when you tie in a shortage of gasoline with these prices, I, I would imagine that by September th- there could be the potential for beyond six hours – for a regular gallon of gasoline, 
and having to worry about whether you can get it or not. That that is probably what we're I'm hearing that also. And, and, and think about this. I'm not sure how old you are, but were you a driver or of a conscious age in the late 1970s? No, I wasn't a driver. Okay, uh, well, let me remind you then, or educate you then. We had a thing called odd and even, and your plate, if it ended in an odd number uh, or an even number, in other words, every other day, you could not get gas every day. Like, say you took a long trip and you needed to get gas. You can't. You had to wait a day. You had to plan. You couldn't even think about letting yourself run too short. And if you forgot, you had to wait a whole nother day before you could fill up again. That's how we had to live. Yeah, that that is a scary sight in this day and age. It was terrible. Along with what we've been, it's just incredible. Harry, thank you as always. Thank you. I, I have to do it today because I'm actually taking um, uh, several different trips or rides that I have to do today. So I'm, I'm a little over a quarter of a tank. Earlier I mentioned this, and I can't even believe I'm talking like this. Think about the things we're thinking about that we never – you didn't think about gas. You just, okay, I got to get gas. You know, you didn't even say it. You just did it. I expect – I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to fill it. And I know it will be over a hundred dollars. I'm not going to top my friends 124. I don't think before the prices went down for a short while, and now they have just cruelly just shot up crazy. And these increases have been happening in big numbers with daily. I think it's been at least nine straight days that the price has gone up. It's every day. I paid $96 and some odd cents one time because I had let myself go down below a quarter of a tank. I didn't hit the hundy, but today I'm going to hit the hundy. And by the way, still tip your gas gas station attendant. I'm not even sure what the percentage of people who actually do that. I keep a little um, a little wallet in the car and I make sure I have one dollar bills And I don't tip percentage. It's not 15% or 20% or more like you might tip at a restaurant or something. I tip a dollar. I give my credit card and the dollar. And I will tell you what that does. The gas station attendant really appreciates it. And when I pull into the gas station, I've seen this happen. There's been big crowds. This guy finds a way to get right over to me and put that sucker in my car, you know, gas fill line. Uh, and get me in and get me out. You'll get even more attention, positive service attention. Tip the gas station attendant. Not enough people do. After the break, it is your parade. It is your turn to play on the Hurley in the Morning program on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's. Let me be bilingual. Oh, somebody got very mad. I spoke Spanish about two months ago. Somebody sent this nasty email that I was speaking Spanish. Numero uno. Muy bien. Gracias.
Life is hectic here in South Jersey, but one thing you don't have to worry about is missing the information you need while you're running around doing a zillion things. That's why WPG Talk Radio 95.5 brings you everything you need to know in six minutes at the top of every hour. National headlines from Fox News Radio, South Jersey News, and your local AccuWeather forecast all in six minutes. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. 55 minutes past the hour. Uh, this is not good what I'm about to share with you. And to the distinguished caller, Michael, I confidently predicted six hours, you know, by the next couple of months. Uh, this is uh, from guest listener Reed. And this is New Jersey at the corner of... Um, Route 9 and Route 50. And I think a lot of people listening right now know exactly where that is. If you were going just a little bit past the Atlanta County uh, Courthouse area. 499.9 for regular. 589.9 for Supreme. 589.9. 90 cents more. Now, we're paying right now in Atlanta County-ish. I'm not sure in your particular area. I shouldn't say Atlanta County. But in my my corner, Gulf Station at uh, Zion and Ocean Heights intersection, it's 475.9 for regular, 535.9. Let's start remembering the point nine, the nine-tenths. And if you didn't read my piece, they're pre they're programming these things all over the country to be able to go to double digits, meaning they're expecting $10 gas. And if we have a shortage, boy, I'll tell you, Barack Obama, he must be so happy right now because this is exactly what he tried to do to America. He's getting it done in his third term that he's the puppet master, you know, with his hand in Biden's small Biden's back uh, pulling the strings here. Uh, even if we don't get to 10, I mean, this is this is just horrific right now what's going on very dear friend of mine that has four vehicles now oh you, then he has not nothing to worry about right he's four vehicles i'm not telling you if it's business if it's personal four vehicles he filled 138 hours 142 hours 100 hours and 111 now remember when you fill your tank it's not a one-time event and even even if you don't drive that many miles, you 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 have to go do it in the very near future all over again. There are so many people right now, and please, please don't vote Democrat this November. Don't don't continue to vote against your own self interest, please. That's the thing that just gets me. This this uh, this. Just cognitive dissonance. Voting against your own self-interest. I wrote to two friends of mine that were having a chat this morning. Well, at least one good thing is going to come out of this. A lot of bad Democrats are going to get voted out of office. I can tell you that. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Hey, Hurley. I'll be quick because I want to get off two points. First, okay. with the gas, 
Yeah. Um, I totally agree with you that that number of five or 6,000 increase for a family is way off. I did the math. If you have two adults driving an average of 15,000 miles a year on their car, which I think is, you know, conservatively pretty average, that alone is, is five. That's an increase of a hundred dollars a week considering gas is tripled. And I, I committed it to memory a long time ago because when I was a young junior executive, I wanted at least a $5,000 raise because that was $100 a week. So, you, sir, you have it right there. Just the gas. We're not even talking about meat, poultry, milk, everything else that's gone bananas out there. I think the average person has a minimum of a $10,000 tax increase. Yeah, I'm a family of five, and and also try getting somebody to service a pool or an electrician. I mean, what used to be a hundred and fifty dollar service call is now these guys are so busy that, that I mean everything is doubled with that too. So, all right, my last point is um, the other day I had to kill thirty minutes with two of my three little kids, so we stopped at McDonald's and Maze Landing, and I had a really nice gentleman at the front counter who was working real like to his customer. It stood out to me, and it made me think how just. Also, just how bad customer service has been in the last, like, I really noticed how good of a job he was doing. He seemed happy to be there doing his job, very friendly, uh, very friendly and engaging with the customers. And I just wanted to ask you, have you noticed that your expectation of service this last year or two is just like my expectation now is like a D or a C minus? Yes, we're down to 10 seconds. I'll answer it very, very quickly. And please call me again sometime. I'd love to talk to you some more. Yes, service experience in America is on life support. It's that bad. John Zarek is next. CGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3, Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you. It's six minutes past the hour. The law offices of John Zarek, the official, the exclusive lead counsel for criminal defense matters for the Hurley in the Morning program, presents every Thursday morning in the eight o'clock hour, Smart Law with John Zarek. The law offices of John Zarek focuses their efforts on criminal defense law. The goal is to provide you with the very best legal defense. You can reach John and his great team at 609 641 2266 609 641-2266 on the web at johnsarek.com. Counselor, is it a welcome home? Yeah, I'm home. So very good to be home, too. And you stayed longer than you thought, didn't you? Uh, I, you know, I guess I, guess I stayed long enough. It was uh, a really... Um, you know, eye-opening uh, trip. Um, you know, I. Uh, for those who don't know or hadn't heard, I was went over to uh, the Polish-Ukraine border to uh, volunteer with uh, refugees, and uh, my brother Mark had been there a while, and uh, you know, indicated he could use some support. So I went over, and uh, we. 
work together uh, dealing with primarily, uh, and this is the way it is, I, I understand. The word refugee never really meant, um, I, I, well, it meant something, but I didn't really understand what that means in a war situation. But now I understand what it means. It means uh, that there are hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of people coming across the border, uh, ex- almost exclusively women and children. And uh, so the typical group you confront is a uh, uh, grandmother and maybe her sister and uh, their daughters and um, lots of kids, not in, in Ukraine, not unusual to have five, six, seven, eight kids in a family. It's also becoming more common in uh, in Poland, actually, and uh, you know they they um, no men because the men from age eighteen to sixty five have to go into the military. Uh, they're not allowed to leave the country. You know they can't get out of the country. If they try, they just they're told no, go back. You're not not allowed. So. Um, it's, it was hard to put it in perspective. I mean, even being being there, it was very hard to put it in perspective. But uh, I guess I could explain it this way. Um, let's say we take Atlantic County and uh, we start a war in Atlantic County. And, um, or someone starts a war. And you take all the men, uh, except the people over 65 or people that are disabled, um, and you remove them. They go someplace else. So they're not there. And then you gather up the other people, the women and the children who are left, um, and the very elderly, and you drive them or put them on trains or whatever to, say, Oklahoma, and you um, deliver them there and say, this is where you're going to live and, um, you know, provide support and so forth. But you can imagine how devastating it would be to those people. And that's really what's going on. Mm. You know, the men are, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, overwhelming, at least overwhelming to me to see that. Um, and we we were... That's what you're confronted with if you're, you know, if you're helping at the border, that's what you're confronted with 24 hours a day, and it never stops. So, you know, people are coming through, they're walking in, they may get transportation to the border, but not, you know, that transportation is not able to come across the border. So um, they're, they're walking in. There, uh, or they may come by train. There's a train station very close to the border in a town called uh, Shemesh. Uh, it's pronounced, it's spelled P R E M S Y L, you know, in, in American, but uh, it has nothing to do with the way it's pronounced, you know, so. But you'll see that Premsil, uh, people will call it, um, 
there's a train station there and people are constantly coming in on trains um, from Ukraine at that spot. And so uh, the people need to be, you know, and again, you, you, you know, not, a, not atypical to have a family unit of 20 people, you know, mostly little kids and um, very, uh, you know, heartbreaking, but also there's, there's an admirable quality. You know, we, I would repeatedly see little five-year-olds, four-year-olds, and um, caring for their, um, you know, brothers or sisters who may be one or two. Mm. And kind of bundling them up and comforting them when they're crying and so forth, acting like, wow. you know, little moms, you know. And it's really, wow. you know, when you see that, the, you know, the love that exists in these families, it's... Hey, John, let me jump in one second, just because if there are new lo- listeners that were not here last week when you called in, John was in Poland. I don't know that we, we made that clear, even though John mentioned a city by name. John was in Poland, the border of Ukraine and uh has i i believe just had an extraordinary experience john time is yours back to you yeah so um so it was very touching to see these families together and the the there are a lot of really profound lessons i mean i thought i knew something about the world but you you know in a situation like this you learn a great deal more or at least i did um one thing was, uh, you know, people often have, obviously, depending on how remote the areas they came from, you know, if they came from remote villages, then there's not a lot of English spoken there. But everyone knows a little bit, you know. Uh, but there's one word they all know. And, uh, you know, people people would... Uh, had to be organized and had to be helped and guided along and so forth. And so, but very often they were just shell-shocked. I mean, you could just imagine being in that situation where maybe your husband or father or son has been killed um, or wounded and, uh, you know, they're, they're certainly separated. You don't know, those people don't know if they're going to see their, their loved ones, the males, uh, who have been in, uh, taken into the army? They don't know if they're going to see them for a year or two or three. They, there's no, you know, there's no certified end game here, and so they're very devastated, very, I'd say, traumatized, shell shocked, you know. And the one thing, and sometimes we, you know, try to get them to move to, you know, to get into transportation and so forth uh, because they have to be taken to um, there's a, a place commonly known as Tesco, which is a, which is also in uh, Shemesh, uh, uh, which is a huge, huge processing center for uh, immigrants, for refugees. And so they have a lot of, um, facilities there and a lot of people to help and register the people so they don't, you know, they, they don't become sort of stateless if they're registered properly. Um, then they have status in the country, you know, as immigrants. Uh, and so, you, you know, all those things have to be done. And 
there was sometimes hesitance on the part of people they just don't know what to do who to listen to or or whatever and um i learned harry one thing worked every single time um we uh would say they'd be scared they were afraid to move they don't know what's going on and we'd say um we're from america and we're going to help you wow and uh you know, obviously that practically brings tears to my eyes now, but they, they, that means so much, you know, that would change everything. Then they would relax and, you know, say things like, thank you, America. And so they're, they're absolutely, they're, they were amazed that people would come from America, which is safe yeah. to help them there, which is obviously very unsafe, but, uh, they, they, uh, Hey John, was it unsafe, uh, where you were and they know, was it unsafe where you were? Uh, no, okay. no, I don't think so. I mean, comparatively speaking, uh, everyone, when they get to, when they get to the border area, the, uh, president Biden, the big, the big city is about 50 miles from the, from the border. And that, and you saw president Biden speaking to the 82nd airborne speaking to soldiers on, on television, that was at a place called, um, it, it called Zheshov, which is R Z E S C O V O W rather pronounced Zheshov. And, uh, it starts with R Z. So that's a big city and that's, uh, on the main highway from, uh, Ukraine like a main highway from Lviv in Ukraine. Mm. And um, so that's where he was, and there, there, there were troops there with him. He was- hey, John, I just realized we have to get the break in. We're about three minutes late. That's on me, not on you. 18 minutes past the hour. John Zara continues right after this. Please don't go away. Uh, this is WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you. We know it, and we thank you for it with John. I am early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. It's 23 minutes past the hour with John Zarek. It's Smart Law with John Zarek. Counselor, time is yours. Yes, Harry. We were talking about security and do we feel secure? Were we safe and so forth? So, um, the when everyone gets there, um, you, you know, you get to the border border area, you have to be. If you look at it on the map, it it looks, you know, if you put a dot on the map, you're practically in Ukraine and you're on the border. Hmm. So, and you think, well, all these bad guys are across the across the border. What if Putin has a bad day and decides, well, you know, I'm I'm sick of all this. Because uh, a tremendous um, num- um, tremendous amount of supplies are coming in at that spot at Medica, which is a border crossing the, this Premish, uh, which is um, you know right there close to the border. A lot of supplies are coming in there uh, in a lot of different ways, official and unofficial. So you think, what what if he doesn't like this? What if he uh, just decides he's going to you know? 
quarter for 50 miles or something like that. So I think everybody has that concern when they're first there. But um, one good thing about the trip is that I I learned uh, something about security or force security, I guess you'd call it. Um, The 82nd Airborne is there. So um, they they are based in primarily, although you see them all over, you know, but, but primarily they're in Sheshov, um, which is where this, the president spoke to them. That's their headquarters. But they're in the area, and they're there strongly. I think I sent you, when I was there, if I'm not mistaken, I sent you a, a photo of me with uh, yes. three, of those, yep. three of those troopers, young troopers. Oh, yeah. A couple lieutenants and a sergeant. Yeah. Yep. And... And, and, you know, once you uh, talk a little bit to people and analyze the situation, you understand this. Um, wherever they are, now they have Patriot missiles. They've got, they've got firepower the Russians haven't dreamed of yet. You know, that, that force is extremely lethal. You know, so anyone who challenges that force is going to be gone soon so what that means is is that uh, the 82nd wherever the 82nd airborne is the russians are not and will never be not not this week not next week not in a month they're not coming there at all and that makes you feel pretty good right? <laughs> and so everyone everyone really again you'd see these 82nd Airborne Troopers around, and everyone was very, very, very happy to see them at any given time because when you see them, it means there's not going to be any trouble. So I'd say on the Polish side of the border, total security because because of that unit. It's much, it, it's much like, um, and friends in the Navy have talked about this uh, you know, through the years, uh, you know, there may be, may be uh, trouble in a particular area, particularly in the Middle East, and there be fighting and threats and weapons and lots of things going on. Well, you know, one of our carriers would often pull up very close offshore um, to this trouble area. And when that happened, you couldn't You couldn't find a bad guy at all. You know, search as you might, they're gone. They're not anywhere near. So that, um, you know, was a little lesson in, uh, I guess, I guess geopolitical uh, use of force. Hey, John, ponder this during the break. I have a question for you. How would you rate this in terms of experiences in your life? You've worked on presidential campaigns. Uh, you've done a lot. This is not the first sort of out-of-the-box type thing you've ever done in your life. How would you rate this experience in terms of going to Poland during wartime, the neighboring jurisdiction, immediate adjoining neighboring jurisdiction? Uh, I'd be very um, pleased to hear what you have to say about that. And, and of course, the time is yours uh, if you either do or don't want to address that. We'll be right back. You are listening to Smart Law with John Zarek. 
uh, on the Hurley in the Morning program. We'll let you know in a few minutes. Um, we're working on an interview that piggybacks off of breaking news coverage that we uh, – well, we're the only uh, media source that has reported on this story, two stories actually. Uh, and we're hopefully going to do a follow-up interview uh, coming up right after John, and I should know uh, the guest's availability within the next few minutes. Uh, and now I get the opportunity to prime the pump for what we and all of our content creators do here at Townsquare Media Atlantic City uh, from the digital platform side of Townsquare Media. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. It is, and this is Harry Hurley at 30 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. The Atlantic City NAACP, I, I just find it almost unprecedented. I can't find another example. They've taken a position publicly adverse to the only remaining African-American business in the Gartner's Basin. It's It's inexplicable. Uh, additionally, a new story uh, that we broke criminal complaints have been filed against the Atlantic City mayor and others and former prosecutors. From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. A wet start to your Thursday, but we will get a dry, sunny finish. The overnight rain already starting to dial back a bit. I'm thinking by 10 or 11 o'clock, our weather will dry out completely. Clouds will gradually give way to sunshine this afternoon. Pleasant high temperature around 76. Tonight, clear and comfortable, low of 60. And warming up tomorrow, partly sunny, inland high 82, only 60s at the beaches. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Finding great candidates to hire can be like early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Well, thank you, great one. It's 37 minutes past the hour. Another great one, Zarek, is here on the uh, Hurley in the Morning program slash... And I don't mean that in terms of actually gashing, slashing, uh, but slash, forward slash, uh, smart law with John Zarek. So, John, I said right before the break that I would love, as your listener, to um, hear your response to this. How would you rate the experience of flying into Poland right next to an, an ongoing war, an aggressive war, uh, Russia attacking, unprovoked attacking Ukraine, how would you rate this experience in terms of uh, your lifetime of experiences? Well, it, it was a very good experience, but it was just really ongoing sadness. I mean, there's no way to be happy in that environment, Harry. Not not at all. Not a little bit. Uh, because, again, you're you're surrounded by the most heartbreaking scene you can imagine, and it doesn't stop. I mean, it's been going on for months, and they're still coming. Uh, the moms and the uh, and the uh, children, and uh, in fact, Mark, uh, when he was separate from me at one point, uh, helped a woman coming back out of Ukraine. Now, Mark, uh, I didn't cross the border. I didn't have. I would have done so had there been a good reason to do it, but there just wasn't. Um, you know, I didn't want to do do it just to be a cowboy, you know, and say I did. Um, but Mark had an occasion where he did have to cross the border, uh, and we're we're connected with a group. Uh, actually, the group is 
called Highway 2, number 2, HELP, H-E-L-P. There's a website. It's a British-oriented uh, group um, that is a, a group of uh, drivers, suppliers, uh, supporters who are constantly getting calls for needs in in the Ukraine, um, um, Mariupol, uh, Odessa, Kharkiv, Kiev, any place uh, where there are specific needs for food or medicine or things like that. And then through supporters are able to, uh, there, there are lots of trucks and vans and lots of young drivers, primarily young drivers, and they will uh, uh, get a call uh, for a need. They'll, and this is going on on an ongoing basis. It's, it's, and there are hundreds of groups like this. Uh, they will get a call. They'll put together. They'll load up a van. They'll get to buy the stuff. Typically, send copies of the uh, of of the receipts to the supporters, and um, take photographs of uh, the load up and the trip and the unload. So wow. this. Hey, John, what would you say that it is? I I, I do believe you have insight on, on this question. What would you say it is about the, the the Polish people? They wanted to fly MiGs in. They wanted to help in so many ways, and they are helping, obviously, with with people coming from Russia into Poland that they're making room for and so on. What is it about the Polish people that uh, – because you, you know you, you, there could be a border country where – they would just say, hey, look, you know, we've got no room and we can't help and would go the exact opposite way. What can you tell us relative to the Polish people that they have opened up their country and been willing to actually at great risk? I mean, they could bring themselves into a world war here with what they've been doing if Putin decides that that Poland is an adversary that is participating now actively in a war. Uh, tell us about that. I, I think they're very brave. Um, that's really what it's about. They've been in conflict uh, with Russia and uh, and others for hundreds of years, so it's not something new. To you know, they don't they don't panic and run when they have a situation like this. So they're they're willing to, um, and they've been you know they've been overrun. Uh, you know, Hitler and Stalin together made a non-aggression pact, which essentially meant, meant that they agreed to attack Poland from two sides. Mm. And they did. And, you know, very quickly, overwhelming armies very quickly were able to overcome. They never did overcome the Polish underground, and they never did overcome the uh, Polish army in exile, especially uh, the Polish pilots who uh, many believe without uh, without whom the uh, Battle of Britain would not have been won, that they were very, very, very good. The Zarek program is flying by, John. We've got to get the last break in. We'll be right back then uninterrupted until the top of the hour. So we'll bring it right back and turn it right back to you exactly where you are in mid-sentence. 43 minutes past the hour with John Zarek. I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM.
Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you very much. That's a great show. Uh, I hope you check it out. At 48 minutes past the hour, it is Smart Law with John Zara coming up right after the top of the hour break. Dateline Atlantic City were going one-on-one with Craig Calloway. Criminal charges were filed, and I mean, like, by the bucketful, basketful of charges, criminal complaints, and because they're fourth-degree uh, crimes, uh, they're filed locally with the Atlantic City Police Department at that level. Uh, I think it's going to wind up being somewhere in the neighborhood of 112 different charges or complaints. Uh, we're going to talk about that and also the uh, the letter written by Kaleem Shabazz that still has me just bewildered that I don't know how he could put his name on this document that he did. That's coming up next hour. John, you were saying. Yes, Harry. Uh, I was saying there was one particular woman that uh, I, I think stood out uh, that Mark had helped coming out of Ukraine. Um, she uh, it was a young couple, 28, 29 years old. A uh, couple kids, like six and four, uh, and uh, Kiev is is only fifteen hundred miles from uh, London. So Europe is a small, small place compared to the United States and compared to the stretches we're used to. So it's very common for everyone in every country to have relatives and friends in every other country. You know, there are Ukrainians all over Europe. There are French all over Europe, et cetera. Um, and so this woman was, uh, and her husband and the kids were visiting uh, in Amsterdam, I believe, and just visiting friends or relatives, and uh, the war broke out. Well, he had to, this young 28-year-old guy had to go home to, uh, and left his wife and kids there. Hmm. Uh, go home and uh, join the army. So he did, and after a few weeks, he was killed in combat. Oh my God! So his wife was then in Amsterdam and had to come back into Ukraine, and um, I think they were from Kharkiv, if I'm not mistaken, into Ukraine, and um, you know process burial papers, and I imagine there's some, um, I speculate, but I imagine there's some compensation for children whose parents are killed in the war. Um, And she had to take care of those things, and she did, and she, you know, so uh, Mark helped her on the way out. So you can imagine the overwhelming sadness of the situation, and that's repeated over and over and over and over again. She was going back, of course, to her relatives in Amsterdam to try to ride out the war and 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 make a life, I suppose. So it's very very sad situation. It's it's I've done a lot of, a lot of different things in my day, but uh, this is uh, this is uh, just. Sadness. Well, John, I mean, I, 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 I'm living like vicariously through your eyes here on this because you've got families separated. 
you've got people worried and, and justifiably so. They, they may never see that loved one ever again. They'll never be reunited as a family. How do they find each other even when it's over? And, and everybody that's listening, remember, I mean, there were people actually experts that thought it would end in 24 to 48 hours. Uh, I mean, they could just they, they, they don't know history. I, I, I never believed that. And I didn't agree when our president told them to surrender after a day. Uh, Ukrainians want their freedom. They love their country. They don't want to be part of Russia. Uh, and they're they're tremendous fighters. You know, with the exception, John, of the air superiority and, and some of the advantages from, from a sheer equipment apparatus standpoint, Ukrainians have been taking it to Russia anytime it's a fair and square deal on the ground. They are, they're brave, ferocious fighters, aren't they? Uh, all appearances are that they are. I mean, they're they're very uh, resolute. They're not they're they're not uh, they're not panicking. That's for sure. Amazing. And they do what has to be done. So you know, it's a pretty, it's 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 amazing. But the the refugee situation is, as I said, overwhelmingly sad. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I keep. I, I personally kept thinking, at very very difficult to sleep because you have the these images of these kids, and and women, young women, and you you can't help but think, are they ever going to see their husband, father, son again? You know, is that ever going to happen? And there's no no guarantee that that'll occur. You probably figure that the odds are better you won't than that you will. Yeah. Well, the, the one the one thing that modern times has brought is um, everyone gets registered. So everyone coming out of Ukraine uh, gets registered and put in the computer and 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 tracked more or less. Well, that's good then. So you can if you get back, you can go to this central whatever post and you can find out where your loved one is. Right. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, for example, I, right now I have a wristband on that, you know, I, even the volunteers are registered. So um, I have a wristband on. So if I return, um, I would go to, uh, you know, kind of the central registry and check in and they they hit my um, wristband and know that I'm, that I'm in country and ready to work. So. Yeah. Hey, John, this is either a very easy question or it's a tough question and I just don't know it. Are you glad you went, or do you wish you didn't go? No, I'm very glad I went. I'm glad I went. Um, you know, I'm glad that, you know, the people are very, very uh, good people. And, um, you know, they're they're in a situation for no, through no fault of their own. And um, I guess the reason I went is because I was, I, I didn't want to be in a situation where I didn't do something for the cause that I could do yeah much respect on that do you have an even and you always have but do you have an even finer appreciation of the united states of america after this oh absolutely absolutely because you know as i said people would be panicked they'd be distraught unable to even comprehend um directions or anything and the one thing we would say is, we're from America. We're here to help you. 
and that changed everything. Then everything changed. They relaxed. They they smiled. They were happy. They cried. They, you know, they were just overwhelmed. By the way, do you do, see if you agree with this? This is I'm going to make a declarative statement that I believe is defendable. When someone from, say, this circumstance, immigrants coming into another country, neighboring country, when they hear those words, you know, I'm from the United States of America and I am here to help. The respect for America is such that I know we hear these things that the people don't have respect for America. That's not really that's not really true. That's politics. People hold America in reverence around the world. That cachet is powerful that you bring, isn't it? Yeah, they they don't uh, they don't know the United States. That's not a term that they use. America, America means okay. <clears throat> means the United States of America, and that is they that represents goodness to them, mm-hmm. and it represents uh, unselfishness and safety and sacrifice. It's all the good stuff that we've represented through the years. Um, one of the one of the really heartbreaking aspects of this is uh, that you can't you just can't get out of your mind. You know the Ukrainians are, um, you know they're 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 much like they're Europeans. They're much like people that we that live in the United States in general, um, and they're I guess what you would call attractive. Uh, immigrants, right? So everyone wants to help. Not everyone, but a lot of people want to help. But I think of, you know, there are other wars like this going on where, um, for example, in Sudan, that's been, you know, horrible suffering, equivalent suffering, if not much worse. Um, Sudan fighting in uh, Eritrea and, and Ethiopia, uh, those battles, um some some South Asian countries, there are fights going on right now, and um, you don't even hear about those wow. those situations or those refugee situations. You know? With apologies and deep regret, one minute left in your program. Yeah, so um, you know we talk about uh, we talk about sin. You know, the concept of good and bad, good and evil, and, and sin, pride, anger, envy, greed, lust, lust, gluttony. You know, this is, uh, when you go to a place like that, you see you see what the um, result of sin really is. This is the result of um, egomania, wow. um, uh, greed. For power and and image, uh, pride, pride. Um, you know, this is what this is what happens. Misery uh, for a, a leader's greed and lust for power. John, thank That's you for taking us on this journey, and uh, we'll talk to you real soon. Thanks, Harry. You're welcome, sir. Dateline Atlantic City, Craig Calloway next. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Way in the world's playground. 
to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you and thanks so much for making it a great first three hours of today's program. And let's make it count here in our fourth and final hour, uh, which we will take you right to the Brian Kilmeade Show. Uh, Joining us on the Hurley in the Morning program is no stranger. He's the former Atlantic City Council president. This hour will be a dateline Atlantic City one-on-one with Craig Calloway, who joins us now. Craig, good morning. Good morning, Harry. I want to begin, good morning to you, sir, and I want to begin with this uh, NAACP letter. Uh, I, I have to say this, and Kaleem and I go back a long way. We are two people that have always been able to talk with each other. Um, we've had a good relationship for probably 40 years, definitely more than 30. Uh, this program, as you know, is now in year 31. And I I, I want to say I'm shocked at this, but I'm not because I'm, I'm not stupid when it comes to politics. When a member of city council writes a letter that looks like Marty Small wrote it himself, and takes an adverse position to the last remaining African-American-owned business in Gardner's Basin. I mean, this is a betrayal. to It's a sellout to everything that the NAACP is supposed to be about, Craig. Yes, I, yes, Harry. But um, unfortunately, um, uh, Kaleem Shabazz, this is, this, is his, uh, this is his persona. This is what he's done all the time. He, he um comes he never fails he comes to the rescue of immorality <laughs> i mean here's a situation where and i will tell you i had a lot of people saying to me you know you're out there harry senator Palestina's out there craig is out there you know and a few other names but people were wondering where's the naacp i mean this is they should have been marching they should have been active they should have been helping meanwhile the state of new jersey wanted to keep Fish heads open, and they've got this small mayor doing everything he can to sabotage what Palestina was doing. He had it all worked out, and I ask people, please read the article that I wrote this morning. It's a combination news and editorial, but even the op-ed part of the piece is really truth. It, it, it I just wanted to make you know the the, the designation that's an, an opinion editorial, but it really is a factual news article. Um, in addition to whatever my own opinions are, I, I, I can back them up. I believe that they're not opinions. But anyhow, we just wanted to be generous in, in, in the title and made it an op-ed piece. But it's just ridiculous. Uh, and I can also confirm that while Senator Palestina the whole while was making progress and, and really thought he had it all done, he never once, no one small, none of his people, no one ever called the senator, hey, let's get, you know, let's work together on this. Because they were working against him. Absolutely, Harry. Your description of uh, the the letter that uh, Marty wrote uh, for for uh, Colleen, <laughs> and that's obvious. You can see it has Marty's DNA all over it, and uh, it, it is it is very very unfortunate. And, but, but I'm not surprised <clears throat> because um, Marty and these other clowns were never going to allow. Uh, uh, fish heads to uh, operate. Uh, that decision was made um, uh, some time ago, 
unfortunately, uh, because of the immoral, um, unprincipled position that Marty and his wife took, um, and and it was so uh, easy for them to attack a good, decent man for doing the right thing, something that they uh, they don't have the moral fortitude to do, and that is to uh, protect the children um, of, of Atlanta City. They was they were always not going to do that, and they were always going to uh, do everything they could to protect themselves. And hey, by, by the way, you know, I, di- I didn't think of that. Um, th- that's a really good point you're making. The NAACP also did not come out in support of a child or children. That is correct. And, 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 absolutely. And we've been- this is really proving that for right now, and this is why in, in America, in a great country like ours, there are things called inherent conflicts of interest. It doesn't bode well to be a member of the legislative branch, total lockstep with the mayor who is doing these offensive things and then be the president of the local chapter of the NAACP because you, you're completely compromised to be able to do your job. Uh, it's a shame he didn't have the courage to say, hey, I'm, I'm a duly elected councilman, but I'm the president of the NAACP, and this is wrong to take Dredgy Woods' business out of here. To, I mean, they should have had pickets and, 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 and press releases when Small, on a nor'easter day, on a Saturday, took out that business uh, and t- dropped it off at the Atlantic City Police tow lot. We have the pictures up in the article that we wrote which has been picked up uh, all over the place right now. I just saw uh, an item that was flashed on my phone about how widely um, distributed this item is, and it should be because it's an outrage. And chapters around the country should be embarrassed that this could possibly happen. Who sells out like this, Craig? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Kaleem Shabazz. And as you as you noted, and, and um, uh, we have been talking about this for some time, why – why hasn't the local branch of NAACP um, demanded a, a full and thorough investigation about what happened to the children in the, in the school district of Atlantic City? He's been a no-show. He's been completely invisible, and he hasn't said anything with regards to what happened to African-American children. And as I have said, and I will com- uh, continue to say, um, it, it's obvious that um, if, if, if an African-American in a position of power and authority uh, does something immoral uh, uh, without principle and and um, harms other African-Americans, in this case, children, um, the, the NAACP is not going to do or say anything. Well, and, it's I mean, it really is very illuminating. And, and when you go back to the fish heads thing, you have a situation where the man's business was taken and transported to the city tow lot and you didn't have the NAACP regarding the last African-American owned business in Gardner's Basin say a word about it. And then after it's all over, what was that statement even for after it's all over two days ago on May 17th, come out with a letter that um, that goes against the business person and the person's business. And I did write in the article uh, because I know it for a fact in my interview with Palestina and some of my other sources, the national convention is coming this summer and they wanted a list 
of African-American-owned businesses in Atlantic City. Now, Craig, you know this, and, and you're also, you know, just a quick sidebar. You're an excellent fisherman. You know that a lot of the attendees would have loved to have fish head sandwiches and things like that. And their political agenda, their their retaliation, political retaliatory campaign was more important than keeping open an African-American business with the national NAACP coming to Atlantic City. I don't even know if that's ironic or disgusting or I don't even know what to say, Craig. Yes, it is, it's, it's disgusting, Harry. Uh, and it's unfortunate. Unfortunate they will, Colleen uh, uh, Shabazz and the Abba uh, Charlatan um, of, uh, of Mar- and, and the person of Marty Small will parade around people like they're the champions of civil rights and, and promoting and trying to. By the way, it's going to be disgusting, isn't it? It's going to, it's going to be disgraceful to see it. it and it's going to happen. You, you, you know it. All the wrong people are going to be front and center. All the right people will not be. But I really do think, and, and I don't say things like this very often uh, because it's not, it's not for me to decide. It's for other folks to decide. But really, Kaleem should resign as president of the NAACP because he disgraced his office with what he did here. And if he doesn't resign, he should be removed. And somebody should be put in place that will actually fight for African-Americans and not sell out. That's right, but this is this is the persona um, of of Kaleem Shabazz, um, as I have known him and others have known him for years. He's someone um, who has no principles. He has he's he's immoral and he's all he's not comfortable unless he's uh, trying to find a new blow uh, to take a position on, and that's it's unfortunate. And as I said before, uh, Harry, is that where is the NAACP with regards to what? Um, took place and is continuing to take place with regard to uh, the children in Atlantic City and elsewhere in Atlantic County. And that's, Craig, let me get the break in. That's where we're going to come back next uh, in a early in the morning exclusive, uh, which is you can read a lot about it on the app or at WPGTalkRadio.com. We go into great specificity, about, and I understand there's even more, uh, since what we published yesterday, uh, there are a number of criminal complaints that have been filed, uh, and we're going to talk about that next with Craig Calloway, the former president of Atlantic City Council on the Hurley in the Morning program. This is WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you, and we know it. We'll be right back. Much more important Dateline Atlantic City content, one-on-one with Craig Calloway continues after this. The WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more. Powered by Ambient Comfort. For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. That is very important. If you have not downloaded the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app, please do so and put it right there on your home screen, on your iPhones, your uh, Android phones, and it is a great resource. You'll be able to listen live 
anywhere on the planet. Uh, in addition to that, all of the content of the digital content creators is there. I mean, it, it's every day content that you're not getting anywhere else that typically the other media, they're, they're living off of what we're doing. They, they just completely just copy what we do uh, one, two, three, five, seven hours later. So why wait? Just make sure you check us. Check us out digitally as well. A lot of people working very, very hard to bring you uh, quality content. Craig, before we get to the criminal complaints of yesterday, I it, it's just I have to do it. So I, I turned on digitally the meeting last night, meetings that you have chaired many times in, in your past career. And I noticed that you had Council President Tibbet, you had Council Member Kurtz, you had Council Member Dunstan. And they were asking, very proactively, asking asking Jacqueline Suarez, who for people who don't know, she's not a household name, but she's uh, from the state of New Jersey. And Mm -hmm. they wanted the itemized budget. Now, you know, you could show, you know, the top line, couple of pages, and you see all these big numbers. And then you need to know what's in that line item to understand what really is going on. So the itemized budget, that big book that you used to have, um, talk about how important that is because this is crazy. It's council's budget, but Craig, they don't yeah. really have it right now. They can't get it. She said that's they can't have it. That, <laughs> that's, that's crazy because that's, that, that's like most- getting locked out of your own house and you're knocking on the door and somebody's inside saying you can't come in. No, no, it's my house. No, no, you can't come in. For everybody's information, in a weak mayor, strong council form of government, which is under the Faulkner Act, the um, the form of government that the city of Atlantic City. So the council president, really, and you were that, and so is Tibbet now. They're more powerful than the mayor when you get down to it. The other thing is is like a is like a beauty pageant or something, but it's not it's not nearly as substantive. And the reason I can say that is the mayor proposes, council disposes. And that's not the mayor. That's not the mayor's budget. He he can have some fancy, um, uh, you know, it's a great day in Lake City. Can you say great day? Can you say great day, Callaway? Great day. You know, you can do that all day long. But once he announces his dog and pony show budget, that becomes city council's budget. How can they be denied the itemized budget? This is the, now, I, you know, I'm trying to be reasonable. That's insanity. It is, Harry. And uh, when it comes to through the budget, that's when city council is at its zenith, zenith of power. Um, and if you take that away, then uh, the city council is toothless. And by the way, you also are very powerful that side of the ledger in terms of redevelopment. That is correct. That is correct. But the state of New Jersey has come in um, and they have usurped the, the power and authority from city council. And they have given all the power and authority to an inept, immoral, um, and uh, intellectual idiot and Marty Small. And let me let me just make a uh, this is just a wild uh, projection here, but I would almost guarantee anything. And I don't do that very often that he has a copy of the itemized budget. Absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> he is the uh, is their puppet. But it's not even his budget. Right, right correct. But they have reversed the, uh, meaning the state, they have taken the power away 
from uh, city council and have and they have given it to this little boy, Marty Small. Let's talk about uh, yesterday because uh, we were very fortunate with good sourcing to be first. I think we're still the only um, outlet that has reported on the significant number of criminal complaints that were filed yesterday uh, at the Atlantic City local police level. Explain what all happened and why it was done at the local level, because some people might not understand why it's being handled the way that it is. What can you tell us about it? Yes, because, uh, as you said, it's a fourth degree crime, uh, which means that it's on the municipal uh, uh, court level. And that's the reason why, instead of going to Mays Landing, we uh, went to our uh, local police department where we were uh, treated and uh, they we were well, well received and and treated with uh, with respect. And then the police uh, uh, department was very professional and the clerk who uh, helped us, Miss um, uh, uh, Worthy, uh, she was extremely professional and very helpful. And we were we were grateful to be able to um, you know have this um, uh, professional treatment and respect as citizens of, of the city, and, and that's the reason why um, we had to um, file the the charges locally because of the degree of uh, which the state statute says it's a it's a municipal court level um, complaint. All right, Craig. So Captain Obvious here, uh, without the burgundy blazer and the uh, the captain's uh, ship hat. Uh, this is obviously going to wind up in a conflict court. It will not be able to be heard in Atlantic City. I mean, the mayor is named, the mayor's wife is named, members of city council are named, the city solicitor is named, I mean, a board of education solicitor. Uh, It just goes on and on and on and on. Board members, board of education members. I mean, this is a very long list. You do expect that this will be ultimately going to a conflict court, correct? Absolutely, and I and I, Harry, I sincerely beg that um, uh, one of the conflict judges in uh, in, in this area, um, uh, Richard Fontenroy, I I'm, I I hope that um, he would not see the light of day of this complaint whatsoever, because he will do what he is told to do. So I hope it just even goes even further than Pleasantville and goes maybe to another count another county well i'll give you an example and he's not aware that i've known about it but not only am i aware of it i have all the documentation i've just chosen to, you know to be a gentleman and I, I i haven't made a big deal out of it and he's not in office anymore and i haven't made any issue of it but vince mazio had something happen and he wound up in cape may county uh that's what i could see unless this is rigged i could see this winding up in cape may county it, it, it could be Harry and the uh, the defendants are and a very very um, they they are in a bad position because it is clear that um, they did not follow the state statute and there isn't not one bit of documentation that they complied with what uh, they are demanded and obligated to do and there is no record of it so. I, I feel uh, very strong the position that that we took, and also how I wanted you to know that there is more uh, citizens uh, lined up ready to file uh, the same criminal complaints because these the, the community is fed up and they are very very concerned about what happened to um, the children 
not only in Atlantic City, but all around Atlantic County. And that is because the school board, the school district, and those who are empowered and are paid very, very handsomely to do the job. The number one job is to protect and to make sure that children's safety failed in that. And then um, then they tried to cover and protect themselves. And they allowed this monster to leave the uh, Atlantic City School District and then um, be hired, hired um, uh, with DCPMP. And this allowed him to flourish all over the county and, on, and harm even more. Uh, countless uh, innocent uh, children victims. So, yeah, it's, it's really true. After leaving one location for the reasons he had to leave, he wound up being able to expand his brand. It's crazy. Yes. Yes, it is. It is crazy. And that's the, you know, that is the result of people not complying with the law, um, which is set up to protect uh, the children um, from this behavior and the adults who are supposed to make sure the children were safe in that environment of education abjectly failed to do that. And, and we're going to do everything that we can to hold them to account, uh, to account for um, them breaking the laws of the state of New Jersey. Craig, let's get the halftime break in. It's 33 minutes past the hour. Exactly at halftime, uh, we go right until Brian Kilmeade at six minutes past the top of the next hour. We're visiting with Craig Calloway, who is the former president of city council. Uh, numerous signed criminal complaints were filed yesterday in Atlantic City against the sitting Atlantic City mayor and and a bunch of other folks. We're going to share uh, who has been uh, served here, if you will, who has had the signed criminal complaints against them filed with the Atlantic City Police Department yesterday when we come back in just a few minutes. Again, visiting with Craig Calloway, this is... Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 38 minutes past the hour. This hour is a Dateline Atlantic City hour. We, If you've missed, uh, please check out the podcast later today. It will upload shortly after we sign off, and you can catch up with what you missed, which was an in-depth conversation about with Craig Calloway, former city council president in Atlantic City, uh, in-depth about... The NAACP Kaleem Shabazz letter, which incredibly is adverse to uh, Fish Heads Restaurant, you would you would think that would be just humanly impossible. I mean, that would be like a baseball team not having baseballs. I mean, we can't play tonight. We have no baseballs. We have no bats. It's just it's so anathema to uh, the mission that it can only exist politically corruptly. It cannot exist in any good order it's disgusting and we covered it and and of course there's just no uh nothing lost uh relative to the fact that the the national NAACP wants to know about african-american restaurants and businesses in atlantic city when they're here in this summer for the national NAACP convention and marty small shut one down that people loved people of all race creed colors loved loved it so we'll probably have an update on dredgy wood and fish heads uh on a completely different topic in the not too distant future in in the not too distant future we've been working on a few few things about it 
but this is just beyond disgraceful. And then the president of the NAACP, who is a just a Marty Small bot on the city council, has to take an adverse position. There's, I, I mean, maybe the end, the mainland chapter will step in. Maybe the national chapter will step in. How that can be the last word from the NAACP on something like this is is just a an, an absolute disgrace. And then we got into the issue, which we're going to further now, of the criminal complaints that were filed in Atlantic City yesterday against a number of different people, including Marty Small, Laquetta Small, uh, and Craig. Who else? Uh, who else had complaints filed against them? I have it here if you okay, don't. Okay, we're going to. Okay, I have it. It's uh, Lakota Small, the, the current superintendent, former um, uh, superintendent, superintendent of the Board of Education, Barry Caldwell, uh, his wife, Gabrielle Caldwell, Diane Saunders, Donald Harris, Sherry Yan, and the state monitor, Carol Morris, uh, uh, the board. Uh, uh, and former board employee Marty Small, also better known as Dine and Dash Small. Um, and then we have the current board president, Shea Steele, uh, former board president, current elected board member, Walter Johnson, and former board president, current elected board member, Patricia Bailey, current elected board member, Ruth Byard, and, uh, City, Atlantic City Board of Education, Education uh, Solicitor Tracy Riley. That's, Those were the, the the people who were charged. Where do you see this going, Craig? Not not so much. Well, not so much. We know it's going to go to a conflict court because it involves all Atlantic City employees for the most part here. But where do you actually see it going? Do you think the fix is going to be in, and it's just going to be? swept under the rug or dismissed or some goofy thing they'll say uh craig calloway doesn't have standing i mean do you think it's going to get whitewashed or do you think that this will be furthered and that there there would be a result here that you would feel is just well uh harry i i wouldn't be surprised if if what you have described as a uh, possibility um taking place um nothing surprises me anymore but i think that it's, it's going to be extremely difficult for them to pull this one off when there's just overwhelming evidence that uh, all the uh people who were um had complaints against them um the very simple uh following the uh of the law there's no paper there's there's no paper trail and and if you read the um voluminous reports of the 95 page FBI report um you will see that there is not one instance where um the FBI or the uh investigators the special task force or who uh, uh, who is is set up to protect and to investigate heinous crimes on 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 children um there is not one centella of evidence uh, in that report where someone from the Board of Education um, reported that um, this was taking place. Um, and, and, and they are obligated to, um, uh, under the law right now, it's a, um, uh, a level four um, uh, 
really is a, a, a misdemeanor to um, to failure to report. It's clear. It, it can't get any clear. They don't have they, they don't have any evidence because uh, any proof because they didn't do what they were legally bound to um, to do. So it's going to be easy, you know, the way we're looking at it. But it's going to be difficult for t- for anyone to put the fix in and just throw this out when there is state statute clearly right there that says this must be done. These and they did not do it. And that's you know we did our homework, and we um, we filed these complaints, and we were not trying to make headlines or anything like that. Or sincerely, we want our children protected, and we want to find out how um, this was allowed to happen to the children of Atlantic City and Atlantic County. Do you do you have a level of comfort that it will not be a political fix? Because that could easily happen. Oh, uh, 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 yes, of course, uh, Harry. We are concerned about that because this goes right up to uh, the desk of the, the incumbent um, governor, Phil Murphy, um, and his de- his Department of Law, the Department of Education, the division of DCPMP. These are all his cabinet and sub-cabinet um, people who work for him. Uh, they are there at the pleasure of the governor. And so, of course, it going, it's going to, it will go right up to him because uh, the, the monitorship, which means that the uh, the state of New Jersey had eyes and hands on Atlantic City, um, and that particular uh, monitor was there representing the Department of Education, which is a cabinet-level um, position uh, that the governor has complete control. And things happen, and children weren't protected, and laws were broken, and right under the watchful eye of the state monitor, right under the watchful eye of the division of uh, uh, the uh, division of child protection and permanence, and the local Atlantic City school district. Craig, and they didn't comply with the law to protect the children. We're going to take our final break. We're going to come right back. One more power segment straight ahead, approaching 47 minutes past the hour with Craig Calloway. Uh, if you don't know Craig, Craig is the former Atlantic City Council president. Uh, Name recognition-wise, very, very well-known uh, throughout the uh, the region and beyond, I would say statewide. Uh, and we're talking about Atlantic City issues, I believe very pertinent Atlantic City issues, and we'll continue right after the break. With Craig Calloway, I am. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. America could face 1970s style stagflation. That means slow economic growth, high unemployment, and high inflation. The implications for hardworking Americans could be catastrophic, but you can protect your savings. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon. I want to remind you that high inflation is not a financial death sentence. By diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper assets and into physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group, you can protect your retirement savings from the ravages of inflation. I'm proud to be a customer of Birch Gold, and I highly recommend their free information kit to anyone interested in gold and silver. To get your free copy, simply text the word PROTECT to 989898. It's critical. You get this information before stagflation bleeds through your savings. So text PROTECT 
to the number 989898. That's PROTECT to 989898 to get your free information kit on gold. There's no obligation or purchase required. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, a listener wrote a very good question for Craig Calloway, which it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt a little bit. Listener, it's going to hurt, but it's the price you have to pay uh, when people, when you believe that people do wrong and you want to seek justice. Unfortunately, when you're dealing with people who are in office, they have a lot of power when it comes to, look, if you got... You got sued in your personal life. You're hiring your own attorney and you're paying for it and everything. Craig, correct me if I'm wrong. All the people who are named here that are city employees or elected members of boards and so on and so forth or the board solicitor herself, they get their attorneys provided for them at taxpayer expense, don't they? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Now, I would say to that, somebody say, oh, you know, you're, look, you're doing a great job here. You know, you're costing us more money. But the problem is, if you don't do it, you can't let that be the impediment just because they get a free lawyer because then they could do anything. Right. Right. And we're going to try to do everything that we can to uh, get to the bottom of this and, and, and complete transparency as to what took place and then then to do proactive things to make sure that this never, ever happens again. uh, There's a question that I have just searched high and low for. Now, I will say that I have two sources in Trenton that that tell me that I'm onto something here, but I don't have any documentation to back me up. Do you know, and if you can't say it um, with absolute certainty, tell us what you have heard or what you do know, I don't want to recklessly speculate, but I've been told by several people that there were prominent people who recommended Kyanne Frazier for the state job, knowing that he would have such incredible power and access to young children after knowing what he did in Atlantic City. Is that a truth that I'm speaking or is that fiction or is it not proven yet? Where does that where does that those words that that question where do they where do they live right now that, Harry unfortunately what you just said is true is it provably that, true uh, it's, it's going to be because we know that um, you don't get a chance to uh, get that uh, prominent position um, a, a state job like that without someone politically. Uh, someone who is connected to someone that said hired this person. Well, the, that that he got juiced into the job is a daily event. Is it provable that whoever recommended him and helped him and wrote letters of of, of reference and and helped him get the job? Is it provable that they knew that he had abused at least one child, which he's pled guilty to? So we can say that with with confidence. Can we prove? that people who knew what he did recommended him for an even more wide-ranging position at the state level where he would have access to children and control? I, I think that um, that a, a thorough um, investigation, a complete and thorough investigation would, would uh, 
be able to uncover um you know the recommendation letters and yeah craig i think it's one of the most important questions that's never been answered because if you knew that a monster i'm going to say he's a monster you know anybody that does this to children or if, if we can say child because we can say child with absolute proof you believe there's more children involved correct Yes, and 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 they have in that report from the FBI, um, there were numerous child victims, um, but they have not been identified. But um, if, if if a allegedly responsible adult in a position where either their letter of reference or any phone calls that they would have made supporting someone to get a job involved with working with children, that that had the issue they had at the local level to where they left that. And I don't remember what the disposition is about that. If he was just never brought back, if they put anything in, is there, do you know if there's anything in his Atlantic City Board of Education file relative to this, or did he make a clean break out of Atlantic City? Yes, he did make he he did make a clean break to it. And and Harry, and one of the things that is unfortunate is that these group of people who were charged, they knew that things were happening to our children. And they didn't stop it. And then they, trying to cover themselves, they allowed him to go somewhere else and without, you know, giving uh, information to uh, uh, DCPMP to stop them from hiring him. They knew he had that, he got that job. And um, they, they were glad to get rid of him. So this way they were protecting themselves and got rid of him and sent him somewhere else, uh, which was which is unconscionable to send him to uh, have uh, access to butcher other children. See, I think these are the most important questions that have to be answered. They we have to have definitive answers, and of course, this will require proof that there were people in positions of responsibility that knew or should have known, whatever language you want to use, if we want to get a little uh, nuanced there, legalized, knew or should have known that this individual that had an issue here is now getting a position there and able to, you know, uh, whatever the, the expression is when you put somebody in the king of the candy store, whatever the expression is, uh, it's just completely unacceptable. And I would imagine how many how many children do you know are involved because we know we know of my uh, minor child number one because that's all confirmed how many more children are there craig there uh uh there when i was counting it was uh over 10 children um that were also involved in this um in the report from the uh from the fbi and if I could, if I could just go back one yeah, yeah, uh, to, to clarify. Yeah, we have five minutes. Uh, um, Kayon K- K- Fraser was able to um, l- be let loose, and he went on a, a rampage um, with DCPMP and continued to have relationship with the those children from the Atlantic City School District. It is in that report, quite a small, sent a memo to, to Source for Teachers and she was explaining that she knew that that uh, Kayon Frazier and she had as inappropriate behavior, and then she went on to car- car- uh, to, uh, to hold, hold on, Craig. Stop it right there. I'm not trying to get you off your game or off your timeline, but it's a very important follow up. 
What point in time is that that Laquetta Small says that? Is that before he gets the state job and then he still gets the state job anyhow? That is correct. This was uh, this well. That's a that's an earthquake that you just set off. Twenty seventeen, Harry. This memo in twenty seventeen, she sent this memo to Source for Teachers, and she was describing that she had a conversation with child victim number one and child victim number one's sister and child victim number one's mom, and she at the she said that I. Um, she had conversation with Frazier and told him, you having that child um, at your house spending night is inappropriate. And then she went on to. And, and Craig, Craig, th- so people listening understand this is not just something you've learned. You're saying this is documented. Absolutely is documented. It's documented in a uh, 95 page FBI, FBI report. If you go to exhibit G in that report, you will see. What I'm describing, this memo that Laquetta sent to Source for Teachers. And she went on, as I said, she said inappropriate behavior and then guilt, uh, subconscious guilt. She explained what the inappropriate behavior was. And that inappropriate behavior was that the child victim was sharing the bed with Kayon Frazier. And she also said, I don't think the mother knows. Well, first of all, how did you know that they were sharing a bed? How did you? Where did you get this information? And it, it was accurate. Craig, this this is documented. It's documented. Harry, it's right there in Exhibit G, and that, <laughs> and then she has to be asked because uh, you're related to this person. She would have to say she didn't know he got a job at the state because now you're showing a timeline that she has admitted that he has a problem, and she allowed for him to get that job at the state. Correct. And then at the top of that. uh, So this is why Marty is going bananas on people, because he sees there is a big problem here. They have they have very, very serious problems. um, And it is documented that have it by them with them trying to cover their backside. They expose their backside. And it is clear. And Barry Caldwell at the top, he sends that memo that we are talking about now in exhibits. In Exhibit G, he sent that memo to board solicitor Tracy Riley in an email in 2020 when they were trying to get together all information um, probably requested by the FBI. And at the same time, they were trying to uh, cover their own behinds. Harry, it's right there. It's look at, go to Exhibit G on that memo. It's the most damning memo that LaQuetta uh, made against herself. And also, she did. Now, I want to say this. I mean, and I guess it's because you're probably well, you are even if you're not sworn in, you you if you lie, you know, you can you can really run into a very, very big problem. So it seems to me that with that particular legal controlling authority, she told the truth here. Absolutely. And she did. And and then she, you know, in in the memo that she wrote um, to source for teachers. It was clear that she was trying to protect herself from what Kayon Frazier was doing. And at the same time, she was mitigating her own potential liability. Absolutely. Now, but see, here's the here's the issue I have, though. Good for you. You did it for probably not altruistic reasons, but that I can't prove. That's just an opinion. 
but you did do it, but you didn't really go all in, though, because if you know someone has a problem and you're directly related to them and at some point in time the person actually lived with you, uh, you you would have to. I, I, I couldn't sleep at night if if I knew that somebody was a monster and I just allowed them because either the paperwork was sloppy or they decided not to, you know, to, to document it uh, all in and just allowed something to just end and then become somebody else's problem. But then you allow that to take place at so many levels as an educator that makes her a disgrace as a parent ditto and as this person's relative and knowing better to allow this to continue is absolutely just over the top wrong. Hey, that memo is the most damning memo about Barry Caldwell. It was quite a small. Yeah, but I'm serious about this. Do you think that she can be charged over her admission? I, 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 I think so. I really do. I really sincerely think uh, so because she, she violated um, um, so many laws uh, in that number. If you look at it, you're going to see. And she also had conversation with child victim number one and she and child victim number one's sister without the permission of the mother. And she knew something that she says the mother didn't know. Asking, right. And, and she was asking the children about um, their, where child victim number one you know when you think that we got to go in 20 seconds which i regret i wish we had another five minutes but we'll continue this this does not end it's dot 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 to be continued when you think marty and laquetta small would say to each other we can't allow this guy to have this job in the state with what we know wouldn't you think they would have done that if you're talking about normal decent uh human beings who are uh have morals and principles but the, those two they have absolutely none